Hi, everybody, and welcome to Revive Stories. It's so good to see you again for episode number two of this amazing series that we've started here at Revive Church on Revive TV. But really, our heart is just to find out some of the amazing stories of the people in our church. Um, in today's episode, we've got Sarah with us. Sarah's on team here at Revive Church, an amazing person. We're so excited to hear from her. Sarah, how are you doing? You feeling good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I think this is a really cool series we're doing, so I'm keen to be here. Amazing, amazing. So we're going to get into Sarah's story today. And even just to let you know that we've got um, stories for the next four or five weeks lined up. And we're so excited to hear from different people. Uh, but today we've got Sarah and every week we're going to be uploading and try to upload on a Thursday. So stay um, subscribed and notified for our uploads. But Sarah, yeah, maybe just to get us started today, um, you can tell us a little bit about your story. Let's start right in the beginning. Um, childhood, where'd you go to school? When did you first start? kind of checking church out or how did that journey look for you? Cool. So um, I grew up here in Cape Town, South Africa. I was in the same school from grade art to matric. So not much difference there. But yeah, I grew up in a family. Um, I wouldn't really say a Christian family. We spoke about God here and there, um, kind of in and out, went to church, but I wouldn't really say we were ever planted. But I... Um, yeah, I heard about God wherever I kind of went. At school, we spoke about God a lot, being at a Catholic school. But actually, my best friend, um, in primary school, we were very, very close. And she was really plugged into church. And she would often invite me. Um, and I often said no. So for seven years, she invited <laughs> me for seven years. And um, yeah, in the seventh year, I guess I, I said yes. And I started coming to church. And um, yeah, and then I got pretty plugged in from there. So yeah. Amazing. What are some of those? Um, obviously, I, I was in church with you. We were both in youth. What were some of those um, early memories like of church yeah. and getting involved in like a getting involved? I think it was obviously it was View Church at the time before we moved yes. over to Revive. What are some of the early memories maybe that you can remember from getting involved? Yeah, I think it was really awesome. So I was in grade 10 when I started coming to youth. Um, so yeah, so I started, actually started coming to youth first. I wasn't really coming to Sunday Sunday church. And I came for quite a few years before I got involved, or about a year, I wouldn't say a few years. It was a year before I started serving and was attending Sunday service. Um, but I remember it being really amazing. I think we had good fellowship there, good friends, um, a lot of people my age. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think a core memory, Phil, and I'm going to share this because you are on <laughs> is I was very shy. Um, I still think I'm a little bit shy, <laughs> although some people might disagree. I was quite shy um, growing up. And I remember I joined something called the Vibe Team because all of my friends are on the Vibe Team. So I actually was never asked to do Vibe. And then one Friday, after sitting there, you know, getting ready, helping set up, and felt like, Sarah, I'm going to need you to go on stage during worship and praise and jump around in a costume. And I was like, like a, a dress-up costume. And I was like, no, I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> and then Paul says to me, he's like, Sarah, do you think Jesus wanted to die on the cross? And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know full well. And I was like, oh my gosh, this leader just said this to me. I was like, yeah, of course I'll do it. Of course I'll do it. And then I, now knowing full, no, he was joking. Um, but I, I don't regret it. I think that really helped me, um, you know, become the leader I am today. <laughs> Listen, I was... I was young at the time, so I can't take all responsibility. <laughs> but yeah, hey, look at you now. Yeah, no, look, I think it definitely did. That's what got me into serving. So no regrets. <laughs> amazing. And then obviously you got kind of super plugged in 
um, to church and getting yeah. involved and serving. You've always had such an amazing attitude and energy. And then you actually went on, you got great marks in high school. Good. You could have done, <laughs> you could have done, you could have done whatever you want. You actually had aspirations to be a doctor, if I remember yeah. correctly. And then, and then you kind of went a different route and you, and you studied theology, which is, which is massive. I remember conversations we had at the time. What was that decision like? How did you come to that decision? You know, what was the thinking there? Yeah, I think I, like you said, I always wanted to study medicine. And that was, I think my whole high school career, I was dead set on studying medicine. And then in my matric year, I just felt so strongly from God that that wasn't the path that he wanted for me. And then I also did come to realize I can't stomach blood. I can't stomach anything. <laughs> so I was like, okay, medicine's not for me. So I was exploring my options and I realized I actually didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to study and I didn't want to um, like start studying something and hate it and then want to stop and waste my parents' money. So I knew there was the yet to serve program at the church. So I decided that that was what I wanted to do. My parents, as I'm sure you can imagine, um, were not very much on board as I'd been telling them for five years with extreme determination that I would be studying medicine. So it took a while for them to get on board. Um, and then they were, and I did yet to serve for a year, but I think in all truthfulness, I knew going into that year that I wanted to study theology and that this is not going to be a year thing. But I don't think I wanted to admit that to myself or to my family after year to serve was such a mission <laughs> for them yeah. to agree to. So yeah. I spent a lot of time praying and a lot of conversations with my dad. And eventually it was, yeah, we he, he agreed and we, I studied theology. But I do think once I started and in that first year, I really knew that this is what God had for me and I didn't want to do anything else other than, um, yeah, serve his house every day. So, yeah, it was quite a, a journey and I apologize to my parents now <laughs> as an adult having <laughs> to take them through that, um, that whirlwind. But, yeah, here we are. That's amazing. And um, studying theology, what was, you know, maybe we've got some people that are thinking about that are maybe working full-time or in another line of work and um how do you feel theology and studying theology helped your your faith because yeah. you, yeah. you were a young christian yeah. um, just kind of just finished year to serve you were still establishing yourself um mm. what role do you think that played even just obviously there would have been a great you know growth in knowledge and learning more about the bible but maybe even in, in your faith yeah. itself were there some challenging moments were there some like eye-opening mm. moments for you yeah that's a great question i think when i studied theology I'd probably be, when I started, I'd only been a Christian for about three or three years or four years. So wow. I was a fairly new Christian, but it was such an incredible experience. I feel like it completely changed the way that I read the Bible and looked at the Bible. I feel like it just unlocked something and it just gave me such an understanding that <laughs> firstly, the more you read the Bible, the more you realize, or the more you study, <laughs> the more you realize you don't know. And there's so much to learn about God wow. and know about God, but sure. also just, yeah, I just completely unlocked the Bible and gave me such an appreciation for God and for his word. And just like the realization of how, the Bible is just one long story and like Jesus is, is present in every single word, in every single verse, it all points to Jesus. And I think that's what theology should reveal to me and also just grew my leadership as well. There's a lot of leadership courses as well um, and just gave me a confidence in God's word. Um, 
even though it's revealed to me how much I don't know, I think it also just gave, gave me such a confidence that I know God's word, that mm. um, it's not about me, it's about his word, you know, and I think it was just such an incredible experience. And just being able to learn with people, learn from lecturers, um, it was really great. I really enjoyed it, yeah. Very good. Man, I love that. And yeah, I'd encourage people even mm. that are maybe working full time or, yes. um, you know, not even working for a church. I mean, studying yeah. theology or just doing it part time could be such an amazing experience for you as you go deep into God's word. And we yes. both enjoyed it, you know. Yes. I really, Definitely. Maybe, I think, sorry, yeah, just like you are working and um, I think there's ways you can do it. SATS is really great for people who do have jobs. And yeah. um, I mean, there's loads of people in Revive Church who have degrees, so you can always come to us for help. We're always here. But I'd really encourage you, if you want to further your knowledge on God's word and, and just on um, doctrine and theology, I would really encourage you, if that's on your heart, to like take that step and do that. Um, you yeah. don't have to, like Phil said, you don't have to be on staff at the church. You don't have to mm-hmm. have read the Bible from beginning to end. You can be anyone to take that step and just learn more about God. Yeah, for sure. Sarah, I'd love to ask you just a little bit about friends. Um, Because I think like when you're younger, and then you meet Jesus, and then you kind of, you know, get involved in a church. And then even when you leave school, um, sometimes the journey of having the right friends or keeping the right friends and navigating that um, can be quite difficult. What was your experience like, you know, getting involved in a church? Did you did you keep a lot of your friends? Did you did you lose some friends along the way? Did it have anything to do with, yeah. with church or with faith? I'd love to you know, get your take on that. Yeah, so I think um, when I started coming to church, I was in grade 10 and um, I was able to make a few friends um, at church. But I do think when you come to faith, it's a journey with friends, friends who aren't in the church. I think in the beginning when I matriculated, um, naturally everyone's studying, everyone's partying, everyone's going out every weekend. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't have the desire. Mm. I um, I was serving the whole weekend. I was serving Friday nights. I was serving Sunday mornings. I didn't want to be out. And I think, unfortunately, I did drift away from some of my friends in high school because you're living mm. two completely different lifestyles. And I think initially, um, I just don't think, and I'm so glad that I was able to discern this, that I don't think I could have done both. Do you know what I mm. mean? Like, I don't think I could have, I don't think it would have been responsible as me as a leader to serve a youth on a Friday night and then go out and draw. And um, I don't think I had the maturity, yeah, to be there and not do what they were doing. So I'm so blessed that I didn't go out and do that. And um, I did unfortunately drift away from friends in high school and Mm. um, friends that, you know, maybe didn't know Jesus, but I think it pushed me into such incredible friendships within the church um, and within the church community. I think I think my three best friends, four best friends, are all people that I met in church. And mm. I think that's incredible because it's not just people that care about me. They care about me. They care about my, my relationship with God, my purpose mm. in God, and their friends that I um, – I think we always talk about it. It's not just like hype girls or hype friends that are just going to hype you to do whatever you want to do. It's mm. friends that care about you. So they give you tough love. They challenge you when you need to be challenged. Um, we talk about God together. We do Bible study together. Um, but we also have fun together and we maybe wake up on a Saturday morning and we go surfing or we um, we just do fun and we do life together. And mm. now that I'm mature enough, I am re- I've reconnected with friends from high school who maybe don't know God because I don't think we should just cut ties with people 
just because they don't love Jesus, because they need to hear about Jesus too. But it's just having the maturity and the discernment of when you should go and spend time with them, maybe when you shouldn't, because God wouldn't really want you in that environment. Um, but being able to see people um, who don't know Jesus because they need them as well, and maybe you're the light. Um, but yeah. I think it was a journey. And I did, I went through years where maybe I didn't really see someone, and now I'm like over the past two or three years i've reconnected we have great relationships and i just pray uh, and able to pray for them because maybe you're the only person in their life um who knows jesus and who's praying for them or who's spending time with them so yeah friendships was a bit up and down but i think um god really blessed me in that area yeah 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 i think that's so good sharing on friends and the types of friends that you can make in church as well um having great friends around you that believe in yeah. you and your future and try to help you make decisions that build yeah. towards a future that's close to God. And that's so important. And maybe yeah. even just in your experience, you're in like your mid twenties now, I know you look much younger, but if you had, if you had any um, advice that maybe you'd give, if, if it's, if it's yeah. girls in their mid twenties or anybody in their mid twenties in the mm. season that is navigating maybe studies yeah. or being a young professional, but also mm. trying to honor God and, and prioritize his church, um, how to go about kind of managing. Because we've obviously, we've had lots of chats about managing the busyness of life, but still trying Mm. to stay close to God. Would you have any advice that you'd give people that's trying to do their best in that regard? In in finding balance in their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like finding balance, yeah. It's hard and I am, um, I still struggle with it. Something I was talking to Sven and Lara actually today and I was saying, you know, I had to set a goal in my life because I'm quite goal oriented as a person to make sure that I'm having fun. And that sounds so silly, but I think sometimes we can really just get stuck in this go, go, go. Um, I think especially in your mid twenties, because it's being in your twenties is really difficult. And I feel like we often don't speak about this because you have friends that are married or engaged or you have kids and you have friends who are, um, who are just starting out or just studying. So it's a really a combination. And I found that I really had that. And I just felt so much from God that God has a different journey for everyone. And Mm. we've got to um, trust in that and trust in where God wants us to go. Trust that you're following him. Trust that you're living in his world. Because um, for me, I mean, for our lives are completely different, but we're not Mm. that far in age. And I think you could feel frustrated, but I think just to trust the journey and trust the process in that that's the first that's the first yeah, half secondly, to not get so caught up in like the grind or in the hustle that you forget to have fun and forget to enjoy life because mm-hmm. i think sometimes you can and then that's how we get burnt out and i think it's really important to to try and have fun during the the busyness of life, whether it's um, an hour with your friends on the weekend or an evening, or it's um, doing something crazy. Like um, I'll be, I'm not ashamed of it, but I do see a psychologist and it's something she really challenged me on. She was like, Sarah, go do something crazy that you would never do. And that Saturday I I phoned um, Emma and I was like, girl, we're going to the beach and we're going to surf. And we did it and it was so much fun. And I think it's important to make sure that you are having fun in life and yeah. also that it's not all just about achieving your goals, you know, or getting to a place where you want to be. I think it's about living in the moment, enjoying life. And I think that's really important um, for us and, you know, not try and um, be somewhere where you're not, you know, live in the moment, live in your 20s, enjoy them, have fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, Sarah, you've also had um, in your kind of walk with God, your own journey with yes. mental health. 
and navigating that um, as a Christian and some things that you can put in place. Maybe you can share a bit about um, that part of your life and some of the things you put in place to help you and to get strong in this area. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, post-COVID, I think oh, I think it's fair to say a lot of us, um, yeah, like came out of that struggling with mental health. And I think this is like an area I really struggled in um, going into last year, into 2022. And... Like, I don't think there is a, like, I, I want to say there's no taboo about mental health anymore, but it's still an awkward conversation to bring up with people. And yeah, I was in quite a dark space and I felt very alone and like, you want to reach out, but you don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. And it was just, it was really, really hard. And I think there were a lot of points last year that were just very, very low. And it's difficult yeah, I think it was quite a difficult season. And I'm mm. usually someone who's quite positive. And I think I'm usually someone yeah. that's mentally doing quite well. So I think there was also a bit of pride in that, you know, like I didn't want to have to like, you know, speak to someone to be like, I'm actually really struggling. Like, can we chat? Even though I've got great, I've got really great people around me. And Swen actually pulled me aside last year in one of our meetings. And he was like, you know what, Sarah, like, I can see you're not okay. And Oh, in that, it was really difficult because I'm always like, oh, you're so good at hiding it. Like, no one's going to know. Yeah. And, oh. Don't worry. Sorry. Um, and he was like, yeah, I think you should start, like, seeing someone. Mm. So I was like, I think that's a really good idea. And, like, in high school, I went through some things that were, like, quite difficult. And I think in that time, I should have seen someone, but again like you just <laughs> you shove it all away and yeah. so I um I like I was like that's such a good idea and Swain's like I'm gonna hold you accountable and I'm like great please do and so I started seeing an amazing amazing psychologist and wow like um I was telling to Swain and Lara about the difference in my mental health from last year to this year is completely different wow she really helped me so much like just put things into clarity and like I always laugh because I'm like it's so amazing <laughs> going to someone and dumping all your emotional um stuff onto them and them helping you process it process why are you feeling this way give you practical tips on getting out of it it was so helpful and wow like it's like I feel like I'm a completely different person just being able to learn how to like almost digest your emotions yeah. learn what your next steps are learn like a big problem of mine which was causing me a lot of anxiety in my life was setting boundaries and learning that mm. it's okay to set boundaries I think um a big thing that that I've learned from her is that I like obviously God's the captain of my ship but I'm still in control and yeah. um, this is my life and I need to take ownership for it and I'm in control of my life and because sometimes it feels like you have no control in what's going on but it's just such a reminder that I do and she's really been such a big help to me. And that's one of the one of the greatest things, um, like I can say, if you are struggling with mental health, get help. Whether it's through a counselor, whether it's through a psychologist, do it. Um, it's helped mm. me. It's completely transformed me as well as community. Yeah. And like I said before, like I was so scared to, to speak up that I was struggling. Um, but like I have just, yeah, the right friends will help mm. you if you know what I mean like yeah. the right I'm going to judge you and mm. um like I remember like 
like one of my best friends just sitting and chatting with her and being like, you know what? I'm not okay. I need prayer. <laughs> I need help. Um, can we chat about a few things? Um, yeah. I think it's so powerful having a friend like that. Um, and even like, I feel like I'm really blessed because I've got amazing ladies on staff as well. <laughs> so whenever yeah. I, like, whenever um, I'm stuck, you know, I've got Lara, I've got Roxy, I've got Nikki. Um, I've got these amazing women of faith. And I often think of that story in the Bible where um, there's the lame man on the mat and um, his friends lower him through the roof. And I think that's such a powerful story because I think sometimes we actually can't have faith for ourselves, that the people Mm -hmm. around us can have such a big faith for us. And I often think of those moments where maybe I think when you're mentally struggling, it can be really difficult to connect with God. So I was trying my best and I was almost forcing these quiet times because I was like, you have to connect with God. But um, it was really difficult. And I, and I feel like forcing that instead of um, just speaking to him normally, instead of just forcing these intense, like <laughs> reading the Bible and having to worship, but instead just having a relaxed, honest moment with God, it was really difficult to do that. And I think the people around me had so much faith for me. And I think that was such a blessing being in this community and having those people pray for me, having those people have faith for me when I felt like I didn't have like faith for myself. And I think that was such a blessing. And again, I say like, like I get emotional, not because like I'm still in a bad place, but I get emotional because I'm like, wow, look at what God's done in like even six months, you know, like it's really incredible to see his hand in my life. And um, I really do feel blessed by um, having leaders in my life who could say, Siri, you are not doing well. Stop being proud and go and see mm. someone. Or leaders being like, Sarah, let's pray for you. Sarah, let's read scripture. Let's declare scripture over your life. You know, speak life over your life. And um, I feel so blessed that I had that. So I'm so grateful. Mm. And God's done such an incredible thing within my mental health. And I really, yeah, I'm just so grateful. Man, that's so good. And thank you so much for opening up it's not always easy to talk about <laughs> these areas of our lives but i'm sure it goes. i will try if i think about it so sorry guys but <laughs> that's fine <laughs> that's fine through. it goes a long way i think and yeah. i think it also is super helpful for other people i really hope yeah. that that was helpful yeah. maybe even just to close um we can just chat a little bit about you know we spoke that you met jesus when you're in you know when you're a teenager and a lot of the a lot of your life to that point yeah. has been about growing and serving yeah. and and what that looks like for you maybe if, they, if, if you could explain it, it doesn't have to be brief, but if, if what changed about your life when you met yeah. Jesus, maybe it was a, maybe it was a mindset, maybe it mm. was a way of doing things, but if you could like, if you could be like, this is one yeah. thing that really changed and, and it could be a, it could be a work in progress. It could be something mm. that continues to change, yeah. but maybe, maybe what's one thing that that's changed when you met Jesus and he, you know, became the center of your life. Mm. Sure. I think like obviously a lot of things changed. I was very young when I met Jesus. Um, But I think one of the biggest things, and this is still a work in progress for me, is that I don't have to be perfect. (laughs) And it's such a silly thing. But I feel like where I was, I wanted to study medicine. I had big goals for my life. And I constantly felt like you have to do more. You have to study more. You have to be perfect. You've got to live up to this expectation. Whereas I know now that God loves me as I am. I don't need to change. I don't need to be anything more, be anything less, that God loves me exactly as I am. And that's still a work in progress for me. I think especially um, being in ministry, sometimes 
you can't like I remember us having a conversation already in my year to serve you it's not always about doing more um to get where you want to go and I think like that's a mind shift that I I'm so you know I still often struggle with it's not about working hard and doing more because God really loves you um as you yeah. are and I think yeah. that's definitely a mind shift change um that changed for me and also I had a, I think I got a lot more confidence for I don't know I'm sure you remember how it was when you met me yeah I, I do yeah and I didn't have a lot of confidence and I don't I think if you told me that I was going to be preaching or leading people I think I would have laughed I would have laughed at you and a lot of people don't even believe me when I tell the teens and youth I'm like I used to be really introverted and they're like what and I'm like I was so introverted yeah I really was um people scared me I didn't want to speak in front of people I didn't want to do any of that but I think when I met Jesus I just got a, a greater confidence in maybe not who I am but in who he is and I have a confidence in what he's called me to do and if this is it he's going to equip me he's going to give me the confidence and I know um that he is great and he can use me and I think my confidence grew a lot like I think even mm. doing this would have been crazy to young Sarah <laughs> but um I think God just gave me a lot of confidence and the more when he called me to do something next he didn't just call me and leave me there he called me and he gave me the tools and he and he equipped me for what he was calling me to do and it took a lot of faith but um each step it became easier and now um preaching or teaching in kids church or leading people sometimes it's still scary and sometimes i like i'm so overwhelmed by it but it, it just teaches me more to rely on him and and it's it's very humbling because i've got to remind myself sarah it's not about what you say it's not about your words it's not about who you are it's who God is within you. So even with preaching, it's not about my story or what I have to say. It's what God has to say through me. And I think it takes a lot of pressure off of me in that as well. But yeah, mm. I, I definitely think confidence um, is definitely something that God's grown in me. Yeah, I can I can say that for sure. <laughs> and I mean, even just from my side, you're such a pleasure to to do life with and to and to work with and, and a great example um for so many people and thank you so much for sharing a bit of your story today it's awesome to to hear more even though i've been a part of a bit of your story <laughs> you've been there nice from the beginning have, that's it it's nice to have the conversations and to find out how god has moved in your life and yeah we really hope that this has um encouraged some people that are maybe watching this video maybe you're friends of sarah maybe you're just finding this video um on our channel and what's so good about god is that regardless of your personality or what you're doing with your life or what you're not doing with your life your story is unique um to you yeah. your story is powerful your story can encourage somebody else so even on this journey of chatting to people on revive stories never be shy or ashamed to share your story with somebody of how god has moved and changed something in your life because you never know yeah. that's it's just it's just so powerful and god can do so much with that but thank you so much sarah appreciate you thank you for jumping on revive stories uh, we'll continue We'll continue to have other conversations off camera, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, we hope this has been awesome. And we want to thank everybody that's watched this video. Um, we hope that it blesses you. Share it if you've got some people that could be encouraged by it. But until next time, we'll see you soon. Cheers. Ooh, bye.